Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on this week's episode. I talked to you about uh, travel woes that I just dealt with and uh, having to go out into normie world for work. Um, you know, and I think that's something we all relate to <laughs> because everybody does it. And, uh, you know, talk about my time out in L.A. Uh, and and then also just uh, curious things going on here with FTX um, going down. And uh, and then also, you know, what's going on at Movies Plus as we sit here in Bitcoin purgatory of nineteen twenty thousand dollars in the midst of the bear market of 2022. So that being said, I want to thank our sponsor, the Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Go to shiftcrypto.ch slash Bitcoin made simple and use the promo code Bitcoin made simple to get five percent off. And please, please, please protect your coins. Get your coins off the exchange. Do it ASAP as possible. So, yeah, get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. Also, shout out to Upstream Data and their black box that helps keep mining quiet and helps mining become quieter and quieter to the point where nobody in the house can hear it. Um, and then uh, also Movies Plus, which I'll get into a little bit, but uh, you're going to want to sign up. Uh, if you are not signed up already, which I don't know how you could not be, um, you're gonna you're gonna want to sign up. Uh, we got something coming out on Friday that is gonna blow the doors off. Exclusive to Movies Plus, our first Movies Plus original series. Oh, what is it? We'll find out. Um, I'll tell you about more. But uh, yeah, the promo code is Corey C O R Y, and you get yourself a little discount and enjoy movies plus for like two bucks a year or two bucks a month um which like is the cheapest platform possible on top of that uh you know in in addition to the exclusive content we're getting and other stuff we're licensing um we also have uh we have a lot of content that you can see other more expensive places maybe um, or if you maybe see something and you're like, oh, I'm going to watch it on Tubi. And let's just say on Tubi, the movie is 90 minutes long. Uh, it'll be take you two hours and 15 minutes to watch it. So do you want those 45 minutes of your life back? Then uh, sign up for Movies Plus because there is no ads, no rules, just right. Who was that? Was that Outback that used to, no rules, just right? Outback Stakes. Yeah, I think so. No, yeah, because the other Australian one I remember was Foster's Australian for beer. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I asked Luke whenever we were in Miami to throw me a Foster's and he didn't know what I was talking about. Um, so anyways, and that's kind of goes to, uh, you know, the PSYOP that is the corporate media marketing world that we live in. Um, you know, so they'll have like Foster's Australia, Australian beer. Um, so Foster's will set up a company inside the United States and brew the beer here and send it to the grocery store or wherever you buy your beer. And that's where you buy it. And you're like, I'm drinking an Australian beer. And while it might be the same, might be the same recipe, uh, what have you, it, uh, it is not indeed flying in from Australia, which you know, makes sense. Like now the one that makes less sense, this is the one that's really funny is Labatt blue. Um, so if you've ever had a Labatt, a Canadian Pilsner, I believe, um, 
God, I wish I had started this with a beer in my hand because now I'm in the mood for it. Um, and I'm not going to walk away from this important podcast. Uh, the most important things you ever hear of in your life for the next 40 minutes is happening right here. Um, I, uh, yeah, anyways, beer. Um, so Labatt is, if you ever listen to the, hear the commercials for it or something and you're in the States, you'll hear, they'll be like, Labatt Blue, Buffalo, New York, blah, 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 at the end. Um, yeah, they just brew it in uh, Buffalo because then you don't have to pay stupid tariffs and all that kind of stuff to bring it across the border. So that's, that one's hilarious because it's literally on the other side of the river. Uh, but they're like, well, since you're on this side of the river, uh, you don't have to pay taxes. And then everybody's sitting there going, look at me. I'm a big Canadian fan. I'm drinking Canadian beer. And now you're drinking, you're drinking American beer. It just has a Canadian label on it and you pay the extra money for it. And uh, the corporate media wins again. The power of the few over the many. So anyways, uh, I just got back from traveling. I actually took my uh, podcast microphone with me. I was going to record a couple episodes while I was out there. But as you'll find out, I didn't have time for that. Uh, I went out to the American film market, which is out in Los Angeles, um, California, uh, Santa Monica to be exact. Uh, I guess that's technically still L.A. I don't know. I mean, it's its own city, but anyways. Um, so I went out there for the American film market. I've been going to that for years and years and years. It's where buyers from all over the world gather to, uh, and distributors from all over the world gather to show their content, and the buyers look at it and go, I want that. I don't want that. Um, so, you know, it's not like just like, oh, I mean, because nowadays it's just like, there's not many platforms and, you know, I mean, there's like Netflix and movies plus obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, the studios, but it's not like the studios walking around. It's like, it's really funny. It's like oddball territories, like literally every country, I think in total, there's like 175 defined territories. Um, you know, so like one's called Benelux, which is Luxembourg, uh what is Benelux? Belgium, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands, I believe. Um, you know, so that's all grouped together and uh and then you'll sell the rights to like some TV channel. Or or there's somebody that goes out there and they buy they buy all these titles and then turn around and take them and sell them to the TV channels. Um uh so yeah, it's it's interesting. Um and I used to be on the end of it of selling the content. Um, but that has changed um, because Movies Plus, now I am there as a buyer, which is a completely different experience. So anyways, um, so I was going out there. I was going to be there for like 50, like 60 hours. Just uh, like crush meetings for a couple of days, get back. Uh, well, I go to the airport on Wednesday evening to catch my flight. I'm there a little early, go, to, go over, stop, get something to eat, start walking over to my gate. And when I get to my gate, there is just nobody there. It's about 20, 21 minutes before the flight's supposed to leave. And I like to do, I usually like to show up like 20 minutes before, cause at 15 minutes, you know, they close the door, but 
I always get there like between 20, 25 minutes because then I don't, I never understood like when people were like, oh, I just want to get on the plane. They're the first ones to get on the plane. And then you sit there and sit on in the seat that you're going to be sitting in for the next, you know, five hours. So why do you want to rush to that seat? I'll take my time. Um, so anyways, uh, there's no plane there. There's no people there. There's no employees or anything. And I'm just like, what in the world? And then this worker who is coming, walking with uh, like those like little shopping cart things you can put your luggage on. He goes, oh, you missed it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean I missed it? And he was like, yeah, they, they just pulled out. They just pushed off, you know, they not pushed off. It wasn't a freaking boat. It was a, a plane. Uh, he's like, they're taxiing out to take off. I was like, you're kidding me. He's like, no, no, they, um, they thought everyone was here. I'm just like beside myself. Um, you know, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like this can't be happening. What in the, H-E double hockey sticks for all of you that are listening to this while you're driving with children in the car. Um, like what is going on? Uh, so I actually, I mean, I'm, I'm like pounding on the door. I'm trying to make phone calls from like the little desk there where the gate agent should be. Nothing's happening. And the guy there, he's like, the only way you'll be able to talk to anybody is if you go to the front of the airline. Now here's the part where I should, you'll hear and go, oh, okay you should have known this was coming. Because if you remember, I had a little bit of a trouble traveling down to Miami for the conference and had to book a last minute ticket, switch airplane, uh, switch airports. And uh, that was a disaster. And it was because I used Spirit Airlines in the spring. And I said, I'd never use them again because they canceled on me at the last minute. Well, I booked Spirit Airlines this time because um, I was like, well, it, for, it's the only direct flight from Pittsburgh to LA. So, I mean, there's, I, I don't do it that often. I, I should preface this with, I haven't been to LA in three and a half years. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, there was this thing called a pandemic that happened and ruined everything. Um, yeah, probably like three and a half years uh, since I had been there. Um, so, uh, you know, used to have like Southwest had a direct flight. Delta had one. Um so I never had to rely on spirit, but like you should play that game. You're like, is it worth it to get a direct flight to LA instead of, or pay more money and have a more comfortable seat, but have to go connect somewhere. So I took the direct flight, my, my mistake, never doing it again. Also, this uh, podcast will never be sponsored by spirit airlines. I can assure you. Um, so anyways, uh, I get all the way back to their gate and as I'm walking up to like, well, not the gate, I get all the way back through security. Um, so that's how far I came. I came all the way from the terminal, all the way back through security, back to the front where you buy tickets. And there's like three poor spirit employees just sitting there. And I'm like flying in. And I just said, just a warning, I'm coming in hot. <laughs> I, was like, I was so pissed. And, uh, you know, explain the whole thing. And they're like, I was like, I need you to get me one of the carts right now and drive me out there, out there on the tarmac and get me on the plane. I was like, because I have meetings all day tomorrow that I have to be at. <laughs> like, I don't like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm supposed to be on that flight, and they're like, well, we couldn't get you because I mean, you know, if the 
if the flight left, then it's gone. And I was like, well, according to the schedule, it's not supposed to leave yet. I was like, it's supposed to leave in one minute, according to when it was scheduled to leave. I was like, so that should let you know how early they left. <clears throat> they left the gate. I was like, because they left the gate so early that I had time to come all the way back here and tell you before they were even in the air. And they're like, I'm sorry, sir. There's nothing we can do. And, you know, I mean, I knew there was nothing they could do. And I just was like, I said, all right, well, here's the deal. You're putting me on the first flight to L.A. And um, they were like, okay, but that ticket's going to be you know, 400 bucks. I was like, you're, you're joking, right? <laughs> so they called the manager or whoever was out. They were like, well, we're going to call the person that was supposed to be out at the gate. And then that person's like, I guess they probably were like, oh, yeah, um, we kind of let them go early or something. So they're like, turn around, they're like, good news, sir. We're going to give you the ticket for free. Uh, you'll fly. It'll leave first thing in the morning. You'll connect in Las Vegas and then be in L.A., so I'm looking at it and like it's supposed to land in LA at like 11:20. So I'm like, okay, I'll push all of my morning meetings to like I scheduled them for the most part half hour meetings with you know 15 to 30 minutes in between. Um occasionally I had like, you know, three back-to-backs and then a break. Um and and so then I um I said, okay, that that could work. But I'm sitting there, I'm starting to reschedule my plans. I'm like, okay, I can move all the morning meetings, you know, I'll get to LA at 1130. It's like, by the time I get to my hotel, it's going to be 1230. So I can be at the conference, like showered, ready to go and meet with people at one o'clock. It's like, okay, half the day is gone, but now I'll just push I'll squeeze them into my open slots for the other parts of the day uh, for Thursday and Friday. And then anything I can, I'll push for after because usually the meetings stop by like 6, 630 or whatever, 7 o'clock maybe at the latest. I was like, I'll just go as late as I can in the evening. Um, so, uh, so yeah, anyways, I like, oh, is there a way you can like comp me a hotel or something? Because... I was like, I'm, I don't live close to the airport. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a drive and there's a hotel there. I was like, I'd love to just go in there and sleep for like six hours and then get up and get on this next plane. And they were like, no, we can't do that. So then did you ever do this before where you're just so overwhelmed and mad about something that you just sit there and like, can't do anything for like 30 minutes? Um, cause that's what I did next. I just sat down in the lobby of this hotel at the hatch to the airport, just, just furious. Couldn't make up my mind as to what to do. And, uh, so after waiting a while, then I finally was like, all right, I'm not staying at this hotel. Like I'm not, I'm going to drive, you know, it's a little bit over an hour. I'll drive home and get some sleep. And then I was like, Oh, maybe I'll sleep in the car. Tried sleeping in the car, but that was super uncomfortable. So yeah, I drove home, got home, fell asleep on the couch for four hours, woke up and drove straight back to the airport, got on the next plane. If you're bored with this story, I apologize. While you're listening, just go get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet from Shift Crypto. Um, but anyways, so then I go back, I get on the plane. Well, I'm walking up 
to the the desk because there was something weird happening with my ticket on my phone, you know, and so I go up to the the desk, uh, you know, the gate uh, agent right there by the, and I go, hey, uh, I was like, I don't know, something's like not right with my ticket. It's not showing everything properly. And she goes, oh, thank goodness you're here. If you were here, if you were two minutes later, I would have given your seat away to somebody that was doing standby. I was like, what? Um, and apparently when I went to check in on the app, on Spirit's app, uh, it didn't check me in. She was like, yeah, you're not checked in. I was like, you're kidding. She was like, no, no, don't worry. You're good. You're good. And like, I got you in now. And I was like, oh my God. Like if I had missed two more minutes, if I had missed that flight, Oh, I would have, I probably would have gone to the store. I would have gone to the store and I would have bought a couple very fragile things made of glass that don't shatter immediately, but would take some work to break. And then like an old cathode ray tube TV, an old CRT TV, you know, the old box before HD TV. Get one of those, bring it home. And just beat the living crap out of it with a uh, aluminum baseball bat. That's probably what I would have done. Anyways, so she lets me on, uh, and I get on. Oh, and then this is also what my my wife re- realized. She's like, "That's probably what happened with your first flight. Is that you checked in online, and then they're sitting there like twenty five minutes beforehand, and they're like, everybody that checked in is here, you know, so." You know, might as well go. They probably didn't think I was coming. Um, so, anyways, uh, I get to LA, I get to Las Vegas. Hurry up! I have thirty minutes to get to the next gate to take that flight. I get to that gate for the flight, and they start boarding people. I'm like, boom! Here we go! Like easy peasy. Only missed half a day worth of, half a day's worth of meetings. Um, also, would have been night like night nice to have a better night's sleep in a hotel room than it would have been to sleep for four hours and then get back on a plane. So anyways, I get uh, there and then they stop boarding people and they go, oh, there's a problem. And they're like, uh, there's a mechanical issue. We got to um, delay the flight. So they start working on it. Uh, three and a half hours later, they just decide to get a new plane and put us on that one. So I land in LA at three, like 20 get to my hotel at four and get to my first meeting at four twenty. Now what, you know, I, I, I love LA. Um, I mean, it's sadly gone even more downhill. Um, I can get to that in a second, but uh, I had 30, what was it? It was 35 meetings. I was in LA for 28 hours and I had 35 meetings. Um, I, I literally had meetings, went back to my room. I bought like one can of beer at the convenience store, grabbed a like uh, Subway sandwich, went back to the room, ate the sandwich and I was going to crack the beer and I passed out. Woke up, felt like I had a hangover, even though all I did was just not get sleep. So don't you love those whenever you're like, I didn't even get the reward. If I'm going to feel hungover, I'd rather, if I'm going to feel hungover, at least let me, you know, go to town the night before, paint the town and everything like that. So that was fun. Got up, did a meeting with, uh, had a marketing meeting for Movies Plus, uh, 
you know, at the butt crack of dawn out in LA. And, you know, I was like trying to not flip my schedule. So yeah, then right to meetings, uh, meetings all day. Then I uh, got back to the hotel uh, and just changed in my clothes, my comfy clothes, my travel clothes, which if you don't have travel clothes, you're doing it wrong. I see all the people taking their belts off. What are you doing? Pants with elastic waistbands, uh, shorts, you wear socks with Crocs. That is my motto. No matter what airport I'm in, I was, I, I will tell you, it doesn't feel like, oh, aren't you going to get cold? I was in the freaking North Pole in the dead of winter and I changed planes on the tarmac walking wearing a t-shirt with basketball shorts socks and crocs um my brother-in-law who was with me at the time he was just like looking at me like what are you doing um uh but uh but yeah no that was in uh not quite the north pole but uh i call it the north pole for the kids it was um iceland changing planes one time uh in february yeah and i was wearing shorts um and it was snowing so hard that the pl- that they had to run six plows down the re- uh the tarmac or the runway and then let a plane land then run the snow plows back again and then let a plane take off and it was nonstop. but uh anyways yeah you got to be doing that if you're going to be traveling don't wear belts don't have shoes you got to tie just make it easy on yourself but um Anyways, uh, yeah, it was just a craziness. And then I took the red eye back home thinking I'd fall asleep on it. But apparently Spirit Airlines has decided to fill their uh, seats with a thin layer of foam um, and underneath it a nice comfy pad of concrete. Uh, so I couldn't really get comfortable. So it was just a great trip all around. But uh, the good news, I mean, sadly what happened with L.A., is, you know, I think like COVID has just destroyed California. I hope they can come back. Um, homeless and homelessness is a very big problem there, and nobody really wants to like provide a solution. Which is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the solution. I'm just saying, you know, that they're always running on a solution and they never actually provide one. Um, politicians, that is. Uh, so yeah, it it's, looks even worse now. Um, it'd be really tough to take kids there. Like I wouldn't go to downtown LA, but even like Santa Monica, which is like, you know, really like nice little part outskirts of LA. Um, you know, the people like strung out out of their mind, like standing in intersections, just like MFing like public transportation buses or like cars, you know, they're waiting at red lights. And I was just like, Oh my God, like it was not this bad three years ago. Um, but the good news for the, those of you that are tired of the pandemic, this, this has to be a big sign. I mean, there's a couple of signposts that the, like whatever's going on with the pandemic, things are changing. Like they have those Pfizer ads now for an at home, like oral treatment that you can take for if you have COVID. So I'm like, okay, I guess they're, they found another way to make money off of you. Um, so they're not going to just push the, the, the jabbies anymore. Um, just saying it that way because I don't know what YouTube would do to this, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they're doing that. Um, and I thought I was like, this is gonna be weird going from rural Pennsylvania to L.A. It, it is going to be a much different atmosphere. Um, but like nobody wore masks on the plane. Nobody wore masks in the airport. Nobody wore masks anywhere. 
it was really refreshing to see. Um, and, uh, and I mean, I was in like as blue a possible area as you could possibly be in, as pro lockdown as it could possibly get. I mean, like literally I was on the beach where they were like locking up or, you know, arresting surfers. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That was just my anecdote. And like in the film market, it was like the regular film market, you know, everybody was meeting, nobody was weird about anything. So I was like, oh, maybe us as humans will we'll recover from this. We'll we'll be able to pull out of this and, and get back to normal. So it's exciting um, to see that. And uh, yeah. So anyways, and uh, just it is also I mentioned the normie world part. It is weird. Like, you know, you get so you think that like everyone else, especially in this work from home environment, which is, you know, what I've been for a long time, even pre-COVID, just out of necessity because um, spread out all over the country but um you know you're in your own bubble you're 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 in your own bitcoin bubble and so that's what's one of the cool things about going to the conferences which by the way the pacific bitcoin conference is this week and i'm really bummed that i couldn't stay but i have as you'll hear from movies plus i have stuff that needed done i just absolutely it was not going to work schedule wise i have too much work to do um that is time sensitive um so i couldn't stay but uh, that's the beauty of the Bitcoin conferences is that, you know, you run into other people um, that uh, are in the Bitcoin world with you. And it's just like this wonderful experience where you're like, hey, what's up? We, you know, we're on the same page here. You know, the banks are screwing up the whole world, blah, blah, blah. Bitcoin fixes this. Uh, um, so that's fun. But uh, but yeah, the, uh, you know, get back to normie world and um it happens anywhere, but it was just, it was weird. It was a stark contrast to the last time I wasn't a like Bitcoin maximalist the last time I was at one of these film markets. And now I was there as one. And it was like just weird to see how your perspective has changed on things, um, you know, all for the better. But, anyways, um, also, you know, I mean, I'm not mentioning them just because they're a, uh, you know, sponsor, but, and this doesn't necessarily mean custody of your keys, but, you know, do you see FTX is going down? I don't know the details. All I know is that guy, SBF, Sam Bankman Freed, or whatever his name is, um, that dude's uh, seems to be a bad actor, doesn't he? Um, I mean, that's pretty obvious, but I, you know, it's just the weird part of the bear market that, you know, like it's weird when you come in like right at the beginning of the bull run and then you just picture this like euphoria. And now it's like, you get to see for the first time, like, Oh, this is what like the downtimes are like, this is what like the nitty gritty is like where you just see, you know, cause when I was, when I was new to the space and stuff, it was like companies like BlockFi were talking and you're like, Oh, this company's going to be around forever. Um, you know, and like, ftx and all this stuff and they come selling these dreams and you're like oh yeah that makes sense i think we could do this um and then you just see that they're built on nothing uh they have nothing backing them up they're uh just an empty shell so yeah it's a shame to see that uh you know for anyone whose money was affected there but uh you know uh, buy bitcoin and put it in cold storage and do nothing else that is the only strategy I have for you. 
when it comes to Bitcoin and buying it. Um, and do your best to just build during the bear market. Keep yourself busy. Don't make your whole life about Bitcoin because, uh, you know, whenever the price is sideways like it has been now for, what, like eight weeks, it's a little boring. I mean, there's not really a boring day in Bitcoin, but like, you know, if you're in it for just the number go up, then you'll get bored really quick. Um, I'm not in it just for the number go up, but, uh, you know, you got to, you can't just be, you know, unless your job is revolving around it, uh, it's really hard to not get burned out. So, um, you know, that's why I'm, I'm hanging here, um, talking to you guys because, uh, you know, us Bitcoiners, we're just, uh, you know, trudging through the bear market. Uh, so that we can be there whenever it bursts through the other side and tell everybody, told you. Because um, if there's a group of people that love to tell people, told you so, it's Bitcoiners. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so Movies Plus, uh, the reason I can't go to the Pacific Bitcoin Conference is because we have our first original series releasing on Friday. On Friday the 11th, so we're just slammed with marketing and technical stuff and making sure everything's good to go but that series is called q sent me uh, q sent me is about the q shaman if you are familiar with the q shaman uh i will tell you right now who that is um here i'll give you the, i'll give you the official log line uh q sent me the untold story of the q shaman in january 6th log line the exclusive story of the January 6th Capitol riots and the aftermath told by the man who's the face of it all. And uh, go into the deeper description, Jacob Chansley, the Q shaman, QAnon shaman, has become the face of January 6th, 2021. You guys know who he is with the buffalo horns, the red and blue face paint, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, when filmmakers Jason Rink and Paul Escondon first saw the images of him sitting in the Senate wearing a fur pelt, hond, and face paint, they quickly secured an unfiltered interview with him on January 7th. Q sent me is the untold story of that day in the aftermath with exclusive footage that's never been seen by the public before and will forever change your perspective on the events of January 6th. Um, so, yeah. But I say, when I say never seen before, I mean... You are going to be blown away by the stuff you see um, in this in this uh, documentary. It's a three part docu series. First episode comes out on eleven eleven. That's this Friday, um, or it was in the past. If you're listening to it in the future, um, but anyways, uh, if you want to watch it, you'll the last episode comes out on wink wink January sixth. Um, so, and that's not to like stretch out like any drama or anything it's just the director in is working full speed to uh, get this out asap as possible i say that too much um asap as possible but uh, it's such a good michael scott line but yeah he's working as fast as he possibly can um to get it out so you know we're just getting it to you as we can um and that's uh, happens to be in you know uh, chunks over a three month period. So uh, the good news is you use the promo code Corey, C-O-R-Y, you will get uh, Movies Plus for $24 for the whole year. Uh, so you really can't beat that. It's kind of a vote for free speech. I appreciate that. Uh, it is a vote for you believing in me and what we're doing at Movies Plus, um, sticking up for free speech. But um, 
uh, yeah, it's, you know, two bucks a month. Come on. Uh, you can do it. And there's a lot more original stuff in the pipelines that will be coming out. But this one, holy cow. Like, I, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but the footage is so exclusive that um, the January 6th committee or whatever is has requested it. Um, and uh, the filmmaker, you know, kindly said no, um, but said, if you need to subpoena it, we will put it in a Dropbox on a hard drive at this location so that you don't come knocking down our doors and, you know, trying to find it. it it's here in a safety deposit box. Um, so, yeah, I guess if they want to watch it, must be pretty good. Um, and it's funny, too, because he's like the most recognizable one of the most recognizable faces in the world um because he was on you know he's the poster child for january 6th um everybody knows has seen that picture of him you know from that day and uh i mean it's gonna be in like textbooks uh you know for however they're gonna spin it or whatever they want to say about it he's gonna be in textbooks that's for sure and um yeah it just uh it's some shocking footage that you'll see. Uh, it's a different side to the story. Um, you like, you know, I mean, he shouldn't have been doing the thing as he did, but you also feel kind of bad for him, you know, which is probably where the left is going to get mad because the right's going to think that we paint them out to be like one thing. And then the left is going to be like, you're making us feel empathy for this person. It's like, well, that's what movies do. You feel bad for him because, you know, he got wrapped up in this thing and uh and everything so anyways um you guys are gonna really like it i'm really excited to see everyone's reaction to it and and how people uh respond and uh and it's gonna be exciting yeah i think it's gonna just take off and set movies plus on a new path uh so looking forward to that but uh yeah been busy doing that still trying to do this once once a week um i'm trying to find the time to pull in an interview or two or three here and there um and then uh also with luke and with uh with uh, phil we're going to do news made simple on uh, movies plus live stream and then uh, you'll get it here on the podcast as well but if you want to watch the live stream you got to download the app and it'll be there available free for you to watch. Um, so anyways, yeah, uh, that's all I got for today. If you, uh, you know, want to reach out to me, just Bitcoin made simple podcast at gmail.com and, Oh, get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet and secure your coins, get them off the exchange. And I will talk to you guys next time.